Night Shift episode 58. Calgar Martin and Mike Stubbs, your hosts as always. You can follow us on social media at 980 Stubbs. Stubbs 980 star on Twitter at Kyle Grimard, G-R-I-M-A-R-D. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Mike. Games three and four of the OHL Championship Series in Peterborough, both going to the Peets. And the Knights now are in unfamiliar territory, down three to one, facing elimination. And not only facing elimination, Mike, losing a series for the first time all playoffs so far. This is not this is not what the Knights have been accustomed to going back to round one. No, it is not. And I don't think it's what anyone necessarily expected. The Peets did this to Ottawa. They did this to North Bay, where they just use this opportunistic nature and they just keep on coming and they're finding ways you look back to the third period of game four how telling is this and this this isn't how every period has gone obviously but there's been this feel to it the Knights outshot the Peets 26 to 8 in the period they scored twice but it just wasn't enough and that's been the story in the games in Peterborough, that whatever it has been, just it hasn't been quite enough. The Peets have always found a way to get that upper hand, whether it was in the 6-5 game that went to overtime or whether it was in the 5-3 victory where, again, the opportunistic nature, Avery Hayes able to knock a puck away at the blue line, go in on a breakaway with an empty net to seal it, had that puck stayed in, the Knights were pressuring enough, and they had scored twice in pretty quick succession. Could they have tied that game? Sure. Did they tie the game? No. And that's that's the inches that this series is coming down to. And, you know, just going back and looking at all the highlights, you know, there was a point in the game where it was 1-1, and uh, a point shot goes off the end boards. I believe it gets tipped in front by Ryan Winterton or a Knights forward, and Michael Simpson gets back and makes an unbelievable glove save to keep the puck out. And at that point, Mike, it was a 1-1 game. That puck goes in. Who knows what happens, but... You know, we're not doing the what ifs or shoulda, coulda, wouldas because that's not how sports is. Sports is played on the ice and there's no other scenarios or other world factors that play into it. And, you know, now the Knights have, you know, their backs against the walls and they have everything to play for going into game five on Friday. But like you mentioned, Mike, a, a lot of shots on nets for, for the Knights. And, you know, they've had 50 plus shots and now two games in this series so far. And it just seems like, when Peterborough capitalizes its defensive lapses from the night's end, it's a all everyone's watching the puck and no one's following backside as Owen Beck gets open for a one-timer after a power play. And I feel like those have been the big factors as to why the Pete's have been successful so far. Absolutely, Kyle. Absolutely. And it is just those moments. And the Owen Beck goal in game number four is a perfect example where you have an opportunity Zach Bowen makes a save, and then the Peets find the rebound, and Owen Beck sneaks off to the left side of the net. This guy knows exactly what he's doing. His teammates know exactly what he's doing, and it was that little miscue, and it's not even a big one. They still had to make that play. 
They still had to get possession after the save by Zach Bowen, but they got it and there was Beck open and in it went. And this is the kind of thing that the Peets are doing. They're an excellent team and there there is a reason that they are where they are. There's a reason that they were able to take down the Ottawa 67. So I think a lot of people had penciled in for the OHL championship series coming out of the regular season. They had been that dominant in the regular season. North Bay was maybe that team that you looked at and said, you know, they've got the goaltending. They've got the structure. And Peterborough found a way through them, took seven. And now with two wins in their building, that sneaking out that game two where they were able to come back in the third period. And the Knights have, you know, they've had trouble holding off the Peets when they come at you, when the Peets are down by a goal, because this isn't a team whose will is going to break. And that comes down to a key for the London Knights. Your will cannot break. The series isn't over. You've got two of the next three, if you can stretch it that far, on your home ice. That's going to make a big difference. We talked about the building that Peterborough plays in. It's difficult for the Knights to use the same style that they use, but they've done a good job adjusting. They haven't taken punishment in the corners. I thought their defensemen would come out of this series covered in ice packs. They've made a really good transition as to how they are getting pucks in their own zone in those corners because you don't have your goalie coming out as much to play it. But that transition that the Knights use where during the regular season it was Brett Brochu and Zach Bowen, and now in this series it's Zach Bowen. You come out of the net, you get that puck around the boards, your transition starts. That's a big part of what the Knights do to get out of their own end. You can't do it in Peterborough. So it's a different place to play. And those little things compound after a while. Nothing, none of them are excuses because you can look at a lot of things that the Peets are doing right. We're going to get into face-offs. Holy cow, have the Peterborough Peets been great on face-offs. But there are little differences. And as much as the Knights have adjusted, Peterborough has always either had an answer or just a willingness to find a way. And they've found a way three times in the series, and they lead 3-1. They're a win away from a championship. Well, and you said that too for game three, and that was a pivotal game because the Knights were up in that game and the Peets found their way back in. That was also a game where Denver Barkey and Easton Cowan were both out. So two of the key cogs for the London Knights were not in the lineup for game number three, and the Knights were that close to sneaking out a win and having this series maybe even up a two instead of being down 3-1, and I think that's a big pivotal point for the Peets to be able to come back. They did both return in game four, which is a great sign for London. Now they get to come back home, have a day of rest, on Thursday and potentially try to keep their season alive on Friday. But those two guys uh, will be massive for this team if they want to mount a comeback down 3-1 right now. Mike, let's get into that conversation about face-offs right now because the, for the regular season, anytime we go on on uh, after the buzzer, anytime we talk uh, off-air about the, about the team, face-offs is always a key area where the Knights just seem to control. It's just something that the, the Hunter brothers have installed into this organization, into this team, is controlling the puck off the face-off is critical to gaining possession, to dictating the game as to how you want it to be played. Well, in this series, this is also unfamiliar territory where the Peets have been phenomenal on the face-off dot, specifically in games one and in games four. In game one, Mike, the Peets won 34 50 face-offs for a percentage of 68%. On Wednesday night, game four in Peterborough, the Peets won 49 of 71, which is a 69% rate. 
those are normally the numbers that we see the Knights key centermen have and Sean McGurn and, you know, Ryan Winterton and Max McHugh. And those guys have done a really great job all season, but the Pete's have guys that can answer. And it's, it is showed controlling the faceoff dot and gaining possession and dictating how the game wants to be played. It's wild. And the numbers that they are putting up because yeah, you're up against really good face-off guys on the Knights. And for Owen Beck to be 17 out of 25 and Tucker Robertson to be 17 out of 26, that's big. And that's how Peterborough is getting control of pucks. And it's one of the things that has helped them to, you know, control play when they've needed to control play, get opportunities when they've needed to get opportunities. And it's 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 mind-boggling because of how good the Knights are in the face-off circle that Owen Beck and Tucker Robertson have elevated their games. Owen Beck's already played in the National Hockey League. He was an emergency call-up to the Montreal Canadiens. This guy will play in the NHL. He nearly made the Montreal Canadiens out of training camp. And Tucker Robertson is a draft pick of the Seattle Kraken, oh. and they are loving what they have seen from him. He is an outstanding player. And maybe they don't get the headlines that they've needed but you know when a team gets to the ohl championship series they're good jr avon speed has been incredible and at times they're you know last night jr avon able to sneak out of his own you get a pinch in the london knights end which again is not a big mistake it creates an odd man opportunity these things happen in the game but find me an odd man rush that the Peterborough Peets have had where they haven't turned it into either a massive scoring chance that almost went in or, and I can't even remember one of those, or an actual goal. They just bury every chance. And last night you had J.R. Avon sneaking out of the zone and you had an opportunity that popped up where Connor Lockhart came with him and all of a sudden they're two-on-one. Lockhart feeds Avon. And instead of it being two to one, it's now three to one. And then the Knights had a bigger hill. And then Donovan McCoy would add a goal after a power play had ended. And then the Knights just found themselves down by too much in game number four. But face-offs and then the little mistakes. And the Peterborough Peets know how to cash in, and they do. Now, there is a, a positive out of this for the London Knights. One, they have won three straight games in these playoffs before against really good teams. So it's not a, it's not a crazy thought to think that the Knights can't come back and, and win this thing in seven. The other thing is the Knights have gone on the road after playing two home games and lost two at home and have come back after those two games on the road and bounced back and made adjustments in a big way. We saw it last series, Mike, against the Sarnia Sting. The Knights, they win games one and two at home. They go into Sarnia. They get outscored, I believe it was 11-2 to two or 11-3 to three in two games. And all they do is return home and seal games five and six afterwards. So this is a Knights team that can do that and bounce back in a big way. What do what does London need to do to have that same storyline of bouncing back here in games five on? I think what they need to do is go and look at that game five that they played against the Sarnia Sting. Because the one thing that the Knights need to have happen for the rest of the day before game five and then on the day of game five, they need to make sure that their belief is there 
Justin Williams talked about this in the playoffs, and he gets quizzed about this every time a team goes down three games to none. He's Mr. Game 7. Used to play in the OHL, too. And the one thing that Justin Williams will tell you, and he said it over and over again, is if you are down in a series, whether it's three to nothing, whether it's three one, you need absolutely everybody in that room believing. That belief has to be there. And the Knights came away from Peterborough frustrated because they played well. They really did. Did they play perfectly? No. And because they didn't play perfectly, the Peterborough Peets won those games. But they played well. And they have to have that belief that one game at a time, they can get back into this. That all you have to do is win one in Peterborough. That this task is not insurmountable. It's not massive. They can go back 10 years ago. The Knights were down three games to one to the Barry Colts. They beat Barry in game five. They went to Barry and had a 4 nothing lead on the Barry Colts. And Barry came back with four third-period goals and tied the game. And that place was coming apart. And then they went to overtime, and very quickly in overtime, the Knights found a way to score. It forced a game seven. Game seven was not easy. It was too, too late. And then with about 14 seconds to go in the game, Seth Griffith dumped the puck in. It came around the boards to Alex Broadhurst. He was able to dig it off the boards and just throw it into the slot. It hit off a stick, went to Bo Horvat, and he scores with .1 seconds left. So these things can happen. And it's the belief that you can make it happen. That's the biggest part of this. Not the rest, not the adjustments by now. They have everything that they were going to do. In fact, Dylan Hunter talked about this as to whether or not you make many changes at this point. And essentially, he said, you don't. I mean, once you get to this uh, you know, late stage in the game, it's, it's kind of you're kind of set on what your works for you and what doesn't. But... Uh, you know, some tendencies just you, they really clog the middle up. Just got to drive the puck a lot deeper. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, not delay as much, try to work it under the hash marks and then work it. From that there. is Knights assistant coach Dylan Hunter. So, no, you've made all of the adjustments that you're going to make by now. So, now this is simply about belief and it has to be there. It was there against the Sarnia Sting with less pressure. The Knights were not facing elimination. But they came back and they played the kind of game against Sarnia in Game 5 that they had played in Game 1 of this series. That's the return that they need in Game 5. You get that, and I'm sure if they get that, we're headed back to Peterborough for a Game 6. Well, and, and all it takes is one, too. You get that one game where you get back into the swing of things and go, this is how we're capable of playing. And like you mentioned, Mike, that belief. You do it in game five, that belief grows and it builds. And then there's doubt that potentially seeds into maybe what it all it takes is one person on the Pete's. And that doubt seeps in a little bit. I'm like, ah, oh, we didn't close it there. Well, we'll go back home. And you just build off of belief, exactly what you said. And it all starts with game five for the London Knights and that uphill battle on Friday night at seven o'clock. My other point, Mike, that I was going to say is, you know, I've I've watched this throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. I've watched this in the QMJHL championships and other CHL matchups. Traffic in front of the net is a nightmare for any goaltender. And when you can't find a way to beat a goaltender, because the Knights have had back, have had two 50 plus shot performances on Michael Simpson. And Michael Simpson has made 50 plus saves in two of those games. The one thing you can do to maybe alleviate some of that, you know, what's you know, that that 
withhold from the net is get traffic in front. Take the eyes away from the goaltender. Make life a little difficult on them. Try to battle in front, throw pucks on, on net with traffic in front. It's a lot easier to, to, to create a rebound or create second opportunities when the goalie can't see the first shot. And the Knights have done a good job at trying to fight through there and, and do what they can, but keep building off of it and try to take away the eyes a little bit more because maybe that leads to a goal too. I thought they did a great job of that in games in game one, even in game two to an extent as well. If they can get back to that committing to it, I think that that's going to create great things for them. I really agree. You look at the Leafs in the playoffs. What did Florida do? They made it tough to get to the middle of the ice. Impossible? No, but tough. And now the Knights are down to a point where, yeah, you've got to attack the middle of the ice. And Michael Simpson's a really good goaltender. You don't make 50-plus saves in a game more than once and not be a great goaltender. He is. He's a great goaltender. But can he be scored on? Yes, he can. And so getting that traffic is going to make the difference. And then it is just about... It's an impossible ask, but limiting those mistakes. And yep. in game one of this series, they were pretty mistake-free. Against the Sarnia Sting in game five, they were pretty mistake-free. And if this team adds all of the other ingredients that it has, along with more mistake-free hockey, I think you get a great result, and I think this series is headed back east. Well, Mike, we will find out on Friday night as the London Knights look to stave off elimination against the Peterborough Peets on At The Bud. 7.30 puck drop, not not 7 o'clock this time. And you can listen to the game on 980 CFPL. You can grab your tickets before they are all gone. You can follow along with other episodes of the podcast. And you can listen to the post-game show as well on this podcast. It is called After the Buzzer. That episode will be uploaded after the game, regardless of the outcome. And you can follow us on social media at Stubbs980 and at Kyle Grimard and listen to us. Give us a review as well. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're also up at globalnews.ca. Mike, it has been so much fun. I am really hoping that we get a chance to extend to at least one more episode of season uh, before the season is ending and we will find out at that point who is going to be moving on to the Memorial Cup, whether it's Peterborough, whether it is London. But Mike, this has been a great run so far and we'll see you on Friday. Can't wait. It's going to be a big Friday night. The Quebec Remparts are a win away from winning the QMJHL. The Seattle Thunderbirds are a win away. So you've got London, Winnipeg, and Halifax all playing for their lives in the Canadian Hockey League. Big night. We'll see who can make it happen. We'll see who can force a game number six.